by P4P Muscle Productions and Entertainment, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. Now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Fit Talk with Melinda. As always, the show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you're interested in learning more about the drug-free lifestyle or their products, check them out at www.p4pmuscle.com. You can use my code MELINDA, M-E-L-I-N-D-A, for 15% off anything on their website. Tonight, we have Crystal Woods. She is back in the house. We did a show a while ago. It was a huge hit where we talked about the bikini and figure divide with the natural bodybuilding. Crystal recently posted uh, a live video on her Facebook page uh, regarding transgender athletes in natural bodybuilding competitions, which I found to be a fascinating topic. I was in my car at the time driving home from work or doing an errand or something, and I, I listened to the whole thing, and I said, I have to have Crystal back on the show because this is such a prominent topic that I feel is going to become more and more important to talk about as we go on in the years to come. And I just loved what she had to say. So Crystal is back on and I'm going to have her do a quick introduction of herself and then we're going to get right into the show. Welcome back, Crystal. Hi, Melinda. Thank you for having me. Um, It's a a great topic to discuss. It's it's getting more and more, um, prevalent in the industry and people aren't even aware of it so I'm very happy to talk about it yeah and do you want to give us for those that don't know you that are listening in a quick rundown what you do for work and then your involvement within natural bodybuilding um day job I am a registered dental assistant with pediatrics and special needs um on the side I'm also a stage coach and I run a contest prep with my boyfriend's um, I'm a bikini pro, a figure pro, a judge, um, and I'm involved with many of the natural organizations. Awesome. Well, thank you. Let's jump right into it. I'm going to let you start us off. Uh, so you had a lot to say in your video, and there's so many points I want to touch on. We have 30 minutes. So as we were talking about before the show, this is a topic that can go on for, I'd say, over an hour, but we're going to try to cram as much in as we can To start it off, what got you thinking about this topic specifically? Okay, so I've been, the reason I posted the video, I was contacted by several people. um, And then I actually spoke with um, some organizations um, because transgender athletes in competition is becoming more prevalent. They're already involved. A lot of people don't know it. Um, Some people are slowly starting to find out and athletes are getting upset. Understandably understandably so, but there's more to it than just a yes or no answer. It's more complicated than that. So my reason for making a video was to get organizations more involved. Start talking about it now. Let's not wait until it's a huge situation. Let's address it now, be progressive, and be at the forefront of it so that as we get more and more people asking us about 
you know, hey, I'm transgender. I'd like to compete. Do you have a place for me? Um, it's not an issue, and, and it can be more of an easier transition for everybody involved. I definitely agree, and I think as far as bodybuilding in general goes, being a subjective sport, there's always going to be people that are unhappy with their placement and people that have complaints about judges, the venue, et cetera. That's just part of the sport, and that's part of people in general having opinions, which they're entitled to. Sure. But this is a completely different beast because, and I agree with you, it needs to be caught ahead of time because let's yep. say there's a competition and, and someone loses and then it becomes a major complaint. The federations have to have backing for their reasoning with what they're doing. So what are the, some of the different um, suggestions that you had within your video that you spoke of that you think would be good for integrating transgender athletes into competitions? So a couple of the main points as far as transgender and you know, competition, integrating, different classes, things like that. There's a lot of things that go into it. One, there's two, there's two choices. Either integrate into the classes with naturally born men and women, or we create a class for transgender athletes. Now, we can't create every class for transgender athletes simply because it would double the show, literally. Every class would be doubled. Um, also, just with genetics, you're not going to have a man who, who, who transitions into a woman who's necessarily going to fit into bikini. Yes, there will be some. There is no 100%, um, but the majority won't. So my suggestion in my video was let's pick a class that would fit the majority and let's create classes for transgender athletes. In the beginning, there would maybe be one, two, um, but it's a start. So my suggestion was to have for the female to have figure, because if you have a man transitioning to a woman, figure would be a pretty good place to start. And for women transitioning into men, then they could go into physique. That would be a reasonable place for a woman transitioning to start. There are a lot of different moving parts to this. Um, it is natural bodybuilding. Um, transgender athletes, they are not natural. They're going to be on a bunch of hormones. They're going to be on a bunch of medications. And not even talking about just, you know, growth hormones or, or things like that. There's other medications which it's, you know, completely beyond my scope. I don't know what those medications are, but I'm assuming some of them would probably have properties that are on the water list that would, you know, make them um, not natural per se. But there are organizations that do allow with a medical note to have, you know, HRT. So in this instance, they could also have a note. Um, but as far as integration into naturally female and male-born classes, I don't think that that would be fair for anybody, um, simply because um, a man who transitions into a woman going into a figure class with naturally born women that individual is already at an advantage against other women. Um, just not even just talking about testosterone alone, but bone structure, because a, a transitioning man would most likely be on blockers for testosterone and taking, um, uh, my mind just went completely blank, um, taking estrogen. That's okay. 
But still, there's going to be genetic markers. There's DNA. There's structure. There's just things that can't be changed no matter what you transition to that are going to give you an edge. And, you know, on the flip side of that, women transitioning that are taking testosterone and taking blockers for estrogen are going to be at a disadvantage with naturally born men. Um, There are those, you know, few cases that stand outside of the majority, but they're few and far between. Um, So I think the answer would be to create two classes to allow transgender athletes to come in, hold their head high, and, you know, participate in a natural sport. Um, I don't think anybody should be excluded from competing just because, you know, of something that, I mean, it's kind of beyond their control. It's not what they decided to do. It's what they feel, you know, right for them. Um, It's not like they're taking steroids and it's all for aesthetic purposes. Um, That being said, there was someone on my video who mentioned, well, you know, maybe transgender athletes, they don't want that. Maybe they want equality. And that would be a huge civil rights issue for the organizations. Well, there's a couple of different points with that. Um, the, most of these organizations are nonprofits, um, and just like any other organization, they have a right to refuse service to people. They also have a, a right to um, have certain guidelines and rules. And being that we are a natural organization, um, the very definition of natural, if you're not a natural woman or a natural man, then we do have the right to say no but that's not what we're doing. What we're doing is we're making a place. We're welcoming people in. And, and I think we should. I think everybody has a right to compete. Um, it's just a matter of figuring out what all the little nuances with the guidelines and the medications would be. Yeah, I, I remember on your video there was a specific comment. I don't remember the exact wording, but about doctors being dishonest. So, you're going to have to get a doctor's note regarding the medication that you're on and why you're on it, et cetera. And I I thought it was a good point, but I also think it's going to be so far and few in between where someone would actually take advantage in that sort of situation, whether you have someone that's not transgender and lying about it and getting a doctor that's a friend to sign off on something so that they can take things. But then again, they'd be competing in a separate transgender division. So that would be odd. Uh, right. Or you'd be getting a doctor that's a friend lying about maybe the dosage that they're on or exactly what they're on. But again, they're, if they're competing in a specific transgender division, then I don't foresee that being a problem. I only foresee it being an issue if, if a new transgender division isn't created. So if they're right. going to be integrated in with normal I don't mean to say normal, you know, the the general classes that would be within naturally born in a bodybuilding competition. So I can, I can see that point, but I just feel like it would be so far and few in between that it possibly would not even be an issue. And I agreed with that point also, but like you said, I do think it would be few and far between. And honestly, it's no different than current athletes that are naturally born or otherwise getting a note from their doctor now doing the very same thing. Mm-hmm. The only way, like you said, that it would make a difference is if 
transgender athletes were integrated into naturally born athletes, um, which I, I do I do have to say and be very clear, I don't think that would be fair, um, not for naturally born athletes and not for transgender athletes. It depends on what side of the fence you're on. If you're a woman transitioning to a man, it's not fair for you. And if you're a man transitioning to a woman, it's not fair for naturally born women. Right. Um, so, Absolutely. you know, I think we should definitely have, you know, at least two classes. And in the beginning, two classes, I think, is all we really need, given that I, it, there's not a huge demand for it. It's slowly starting to trickle out, I think, at this point. Um, there also is, uh, and I did mention this in, in my video, um, and it was touched on briefly, there is a transgender bodybuilding federation, um, the acronym escapes me. I believe it's something like FM, FMF or female, no, FM, female to male. Um, I am not aware, I have not done my homework, I am not aware if that organization is for male to female or if it is strictly female to male. Um, they've been around for about five years now. I don't believe it is very widely known. Um, and there would also be the option to have trans have two transgender classes in our shows, but also give them the option and the information to go to this other organization if being in a separate transgender class is not something that they want to do, we could give them the option and direct them towards this other organization also. Because I, I do understand that the emotion and the feeling behind still not wanting to be segregated per se, not being segregated for the purposes of, you know, we don't like you. It's being segregated for the purposes of a fair and level playing field. Yeah, I was just going to say that if I was putting myself in the shoes of someone that is transgender, and of course I'm not, and I don't have any personal friends that are, so this might be a bit of a stretch, but my worry would be, you know, I am, I, I want to be in society as who I feel I am. Absolutely. So I don't want to be in a, in a show that I'm going to be in a segregated transgender class and that's going to be announced in some way to the audience or whatever it may be. And then mm-hmm. I feel like I'm pointed out or being looked at right. in that sort of a way. Right. So I see that as a problem, but then I'm thinking, what about the NPC or, uh, you know, then the IFBB, but w- what about non-drug tested shows? Do you know if they have any guidelines or it's just normal? You can just enter. Do you, that's something I so did no I research on, but. I, I don't think there are any guidelines on that um, as of right now. To my knowledge, the only information that's been brought up to me by people privately, um, two shows where um, transgenders, were present was NPC and NGA. Um, I was personally contacted. A woman contacted me. She was very upset. She actually lost to a transgender athlete. Now, this is all information I was given. So do I have, you know, proof beyond a shadow of a doubt? I do not. Um, But I also do know that organization or organizations um, have been contacted by transgender athletes, and this I do know to be factual. Um, so transgender athletes are currently making requests um, for people to start talking about it. 
And I really think, you know, we definitely should. And, and that's what my video was. And now here I'm talking to you and people are hearing about it and people are going to start talking about it. And I really am hoping there's not a lot of, you know, unnecessary, flammatory, derogatory comments. That's really not necessary. Um, it's not helpful. It will actually only incite things, and it won't bring us any closer to a solution in either direction, whichever direction people decide to go in. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, by talking about it, I think it will work out in, in a way that everybody is going to be happy. Because I really, in this day and age with, you know, people are, are more comfortable with things that, it, it, you know, 20 years ago they wouldn't have been. And now people don't bat an eyelash at, at most things. You know, we still have some common decency issues, and that's just humanity, I think. But um, for the most part, I think people are willing to, you know, care and, and, and accommodate and understand and just want to listen. And so I think this will work out. And I think organizations, once they start talking about it and the Federation heads and their, um, their boards start talking and they start figuring out what those guidelines need to be, I think we're going to find that we will have some transgender classes. It's just, I think, going to be slow going as far as um, how many athletes participate. Right, and then that's the biggest thing. If you're going to have one or two that would enter into a natural bodybuilding show and they might be the only one in their class, again, right. it's, it's about the transformation. It's about getting on stage. It's about the, the journey, but it's still way more fun to be, in my opinion, to be on the stage with a group of people rather than just one or two people in your class. Um, so it would be great if, it's really cool if the federation that has been formed picked up. I think that would be awesome because that would give the opportunity for multiple competitors in a show versus just I think a couple people may be interested. But I had a thought. Absolutely. And that, that was my thought. This is happening a lot uh, in high school sports right now, and I don't know if you've seen any of it. I just happened to be in it because my oh, stepson's yeah. a junior, and there was recent. Uh, there's a track story and a wrestling story, and I only know the wrestling story quite well because my stepson wrestles. And uh, there was a transgender male, so um, male to female, transitioning to be a female, that one maybe even it might have been nationals and some sort of not around here um for I do remember the story wrestling yeah mm -hmm. and that that was a that was a lot and that, that I think that's a tough one like if I was a parent of a girl that lost I would have been very upset uh because at least in the high school age bracket uh, once girls get into high school, unless you are phenomenally good, you are a huge disadvantage in wrestling boys uh, just because of the hormone levels. <laughs> unless you right. are a girl that is so strong in her technique and is lifting consistently, and I see it all the time when my stepson Aiden was facing girls in middle school, it was, it, they were on a relatively equal playing field. Once they hit high school, they don't, it's not even close, and I can right. definitely see that argument. It, and it's, I think it's harder when we're hitting the high school level than we're talking with adults, the same sort of discussion. And it's, it absolutely, it's definitely becoming it absolutely more and more. is. 
It absolutely is. Now, in wrestling, when kids are smaller, um, the girls actually have the upper hand. And then as the boys and girls, because they also have co-ed wrestling, right? So the girls are actually yep. stronger yep. than the boys when they're younger. But then those boys yep. at a certain point, and now they can't compete at all unless they are just, you know, a, a freak of nature where you do have that one person who defies all the statistics. But it's very few and far between. Um, as far as that wrestling story, it is a very touchy subject because there there is no easy answer. Um, me, my feeling on it personally, um, it's not okay. And I get that, you know, but why should that one kid not be allowed to participate in sports? I get it. I don't know what that answer is there as far as, you know, um, sports and, and growing up transgender. Um, but I do know that that girl who lost to that transitioning individual, that was not a fair playing field. That girl was at a disadvantage even if that child was on, you know, testosterone blockers and taking estrogen. There are still genetic markers and DNA and structure that you cannot change with no amount of drug or surgery. So that girl, I mean, that person is, is very like, it's going to be very difficult to beat simply because of genetics. Yes. Um, so how fair Absolutely. is that? I don't think it is. It's, um, it's, I, I, I don't know. It's just a very hard subject because I'm, uh, I'm a very open-minded person and I, want inclusion for people and I want mm-hmm. the world to not be so judgmental to everything that we don't think we know or we're not comfortable with. And I, right. I am very much for that. And it's just a tough, I was just trying to put myself in the I position mean, of the female bodybuilder or the female competitor that lost or the, the female right. wrestler that lost. I, going, mean, I would be mad even though I believe these things. Absolutely. So would I. And I'm very open-minded also. I have a very live and let live attitude. I mean, maybe in a situation just off the top of my head, you know, wrestling is, is a weight class sport, correct? So you have to weigh in. Correct. Maybe in a situation yep. like that, you say, okay, well, you have a slight advantage because of this. So let's move you up a weight class, even though your weight is here. You know, maybe that's a solution just you know, something off the top of my head. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I don't know if maybe that would be a consideration um, in, in natural bodybuilding either, but, you know, figure really isn't done in a weight class and neither is physique. Maybe when you got to, you know, women's bodybuilding or men's bodybuilding or something like that, maybe that could be a consideration. That's how you could integrate, you know, move them up a weight class um, or something like that. But it, it's, it's definitely a, a tough topic, and I think that's why it's so important that it's being had now before the need for it is right in our face. Right now, it's just a trickle, and once it becomes this rush of water, it, we need to have an answer. It already needs to be in place so that it just can be an easy transition. Um, and who knows? Maybe this other organization, this transgender bodybuilding organization, is going to really take off. Who knows? Yeah, that would be that would be excellent. I think that would be the best answer. But then again, I can 
obviously, as we've talked about, still understand the the want for inclusion into, you know, a, a bodybuilding show that wasn't labeled as transgender, and it's uh, it's a tough it's a tough subject overall. Are there any? Because I knew this show was going to fly by. We only have about five minutes left. There was so much <laughs> that we didn't touch on that was in the video. Are there any points that we haven't hit on that are sticking out in your mind of things? Off the top of my head, no. I was, as we were talking, did think of one thing. Um, it wasn't in the video, but just over us talking, I thought about it. So in the beginning, let's say we have one or two transgender athletes, um, you know, so and we've got these two classes, to help with inclusion but still keep it a level playing field. You know how sometimes you'll have a class, there'll be maybe, you know, one or two competitors so what they'll do is they'll bring two classes out but judge them separately. So at least those competitors still get a chance to be on stage and compete with other people on stage and, and pose together and, you know, still have that, that camaraderie and that fun. Maybe that's, you know, a consideration. If there's one or two transgender athletes, they have their class and you're judged separately, but you're still competing on stage with the same class. I think that's an excellent point, and that definitely might be a way around this for now uh, until there's more of an interest. It's funny because I've, yeah, never, been, be I've never been in a show that's done that. I don't think I have anyway. That must be difficult on the judges to have the numbers separated. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just thinking back to all the shows I competed in. I'm thinking I don't think that's ever happened. I've seen it happen once or twice. It's it's more in, in smaller shows, um, definitely not where you have classes that are large. Um, but if you had one or two athletes um, in a class, then you could, like, say, in, for um, instance, physique, then you put them in with the other physique class, and they're just judged separately. But they still get to compete with everyone. That's interesting. Well, that's good. See, I learned something new about general bodybuilding tonight. <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I didn't even know that that existed. Well, that's interesting to know. Okay, okay. There's so many thoughts running through my head, but with five minutes left, I'm thinking, should we touch on? Well, hmm. we touched on doctors and medications, hormones, um, yeah. and I am very happy that you actually brought up the um you know, the, the children and the sports thing, because that's definitely very prevalent in the news right now, and it, it, it makes a huge point. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I was discussed in the video that we didn't hit. Um, I know, we could I always like... come back and do another one if you wanted to. I'm yeah, sure this uh, well, topic is going to evolve. Interesting. Yeah, the topic is going to be going to evolve, and I'm, I'm curious almost to hear other people's take on this. And I'd almost want to get someone on the show that had a completely different perspective. Because obviously I, I think we are on the same page with how, like I listened to your live video and I went right on, I completely agree with what she's saying, which is great. But having someone on with almost an opposite viewpoint would be interesting. Absolutely. To no, go definitely. Back, because go back everybody, yeah, everybody brings something to the table Somebody with a completely opposite viewpoint is going to bring up things that we didn't think about, 
And that's just going to make setting something up, um, you know, better, stronger, so that there's no holes in it. Right. So I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if even, um, you know, an owner or someone, I mean, you're highly involved with with natural bodybuilding, but we can get someone from even another federation that you're not very much involved in to jump on the show and see what they're doing with this topic where as long as everyone keeps it respectful, because as you said, people's thoughts on transgender issues in general can be very harsh depending on people's viewpoints. Absolutely. And it's definitely not constructive to, to knock down or degrade transgender individuals because this issue of transgender and bodybuilding is going to exist, whether you believe that transgender, right. The I, the idea or what transgender is, is real or not. And I'm not saying that coming from me, so that's not coming out right. But, you know, there are those individuals that are, it's a mental illness and this isn't real. And it's, and I don't believe that, but talking like that isn't going to help forward progress. You know, it's just, no, it's 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 not not about what you believe. Right. And it's not going to change the fact that transgender individuals exist and they are very much a part of our society. There was a point in time where if you were, bisexual or if you were gay you were you know keeping it a secret and now people don't have to keep it a secret people finally got used to the idea you know it they they almost some some people almost think that oh my god it's a disease they're just people you know they're not trying to convert you so we need to just look at them like they're people and treat them like they're human beings and they're not trying to, you know, bring us into their cult and just be respectful. I think if we just keep respect at the forefront of everything that we say and do, there won't be an issue. It, it's not, yeah. it's not personal. So I, I, think I completely it's just, agree. You know, definitely. Well, thank you for coming on. And I, I think we did a pretty damn good job in 30 minutes of touching. Like you were talking <laughs> and then I was like, here are my points that I want to insert in based on what I heard in the video, I think you did a pretty good job of covering relatively what you had talked about in the 30 minutes. So thank you again for taking time out of your busy day to do this. We did a good job. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I think definitely in the future, um, I want to see the feedback on the show and what people think and get a conversation going. And maybe in the future we get some different people on here, but thank you again. Thank you. And thank you for just helping to, you know, get a conversation going with everybody about it. I think it's going to be really good for all of us. Absolutely. All right. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in. Again, if you want to listen to the show, the link is on my Instagram. It's going to be on my Facebook pages. I'm going to post it again, but it's good forever. So you can go on whenever you would like and listen. I welcome feedback, whether it be private messages, whether you agree or disagree. And I have no idea what my next show is going to be. We probably won't jump right back into this topic again. I have a few ideas. And so stay tuned for October, which I'll be announcing soon. But thank you again, Crystal. And everyone have a good night.